Jared and I are just going to have a little family room chat with you guys, okay? We're family here. We love you guys. This is our home, and we just want to share you with you the journey that we've been on as, as well as several other people in this body and even other bodies. And just we want to invite you into that storyline. We want to tell you what God has been doing, where he's, some of what we know of where he's going. And then um, we also want to uh, just share with you some of the gold nuggets that, that we've learned along the way, just a few of them. All right? Is that cool with you guys? All right, if you guys start falling asleep, just give me a belly laugh out there, okay? The other thing I really want to say real quick is I, I believe Jesus said that while, during today, during this talk, while we're sharing, while Jesus shows up, there will be healings that occur. All right, how many of you know when the, when the king of kings, the great physician, walks in a room, so you, you can't help but get healed, okay? So if, if uh, don't be embarrassed, but if you, I want you to be checking things during the service. If something happens, just wave, shout out. We want to give him glory and praise because we believe he's going to do amazing things, right? Okay? All right, so be checking, and don't be afraid to interrupt. Cool? Anything you want to say before we get rolling? Nope. <laughs> All right. So we're going to give you today, we're going to give you the what of We Are One. We're going to give you the why of We Are One. And then we're going to tell you how you can get involved um, so real quick, first, what I want to do, anybody who's been a part of our Monday night We Are One gatherings, the, the admin vision team, on the count of three, I want you to stand up. One, two, three. Awesome. Um, please give them a round of applause. Stay standing. Stay standing for a second. I just want to say that um, it is the greatest joy to run closely uh, and run well with good friends. And so I just, there are so many people here that you don't even see that aren't represented in this room right now. Some that are serving the kids, some that are at different church plants serving there, some that are in different church bodies around the New River Valley. And um, you'll hear our story that we've been running together for about nine months and uh, it's just such an honor. More than anything, I don't, it, it, really, we don't, it doesn't matter what God does out of this. We know he's going to do miraculous things. It's the fact that we've been able to walk closely together as a family uh, and work together. So I just honor you guys in that. Bless you guys. You can give them one more round of applause. I'm going to open up with some prayer. Can you guys hear me? Is that good? Yeah. A little bit louder? For this guy in the front? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, I pray for understanding today, the spirit of, of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Jesus, Lord, that we would know you more today, that we would understand, Lord, that sea would be sown in hearts and minds today that would remain for eternity, Lord, that lives would be changed for eternity today, God. And we just bless your bride, God, today. Lord, just encourage, want to uplift the bride today. So, Father, we rejoice in who you are, and we love you so much, God. We just bless this church, Lord and um, what you're doing today, God. We just agree with the, the, the work of the Spirit in this room, God, that you, you said, Holy Spirit, today, you spoke to us this morning, and you said that you wanted to move in power. The, the gospel of the kingdom is not a matter of, of, of talk, but of power. So, God, we, we just, we're at the end of ourselves. We can't do it, but we agree with it, and we believe 100% that you want to move in power, that people will be changed today, that lives will be changed, that, that hearts will be transformed, God, and that people will be healed. Lord, lives will be transformed. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Yeah, let's roll, the, let's roll that video. Amy, and this is the event that we're having April 16th coming up. Yeah, so this event will be April 16th in Commonwealth Ballroom, and uh, we'll be talking more about it. But honestly, like today is, we want to take you guys on a journey, just a high level and grab some gold nuggets along the way. But this has been like one of the, the it's been the craziest journey of my entire life, like walking um, with this team and, and just what God's doing. And I just, I want you guys to know me. I, I know I know a lot of you, but I want you guys to know the story of kind of how this even came about. Um, so I'm just going to share just some, some brief stories, some high-level stuff. But basically, um, I've been here for two years. And I just want to say thank you to you guys because when I came here, like, I didn't really understand family too well. I didn't really get it. And you guys kept asking me, like, how are you doing? Like, you know, every time I'd see you, and I'd be like, why do you guys care so much? Like, um, I love Jesus, but I didn't know the dynamic of family. And you guys have really shown me that. I just want to say thank you to you guys and just honor you guys. Um, for that. I love you guys so much. Like, my heart is just so filled with love for you guys, and I wouldn't rather be anywhere else. I'm just so thankful. But I got saved about three and a half years ago, and I was like, God, whatever you have me here for, that's what I want to do. And um, I just went all in and didn't have any friends with me. All my friends left me right when I gave my life to Christ. And, um, and he told me, uh, he started showing me, I, the, first, the first service I was at after I got saved, the word missionary was spoken, and my heart set ablaze. And um, just this, this long journey of just seeking him and him showing himself. Um, and, and one of the first dreams that I had, I just want to open up with a dream, and we're going to go through a bunch of scriptures, some nuggets. But one of the first dreams, this is going to lay a foundation for um, the rest of the afternoon too. But um, I woke up in a, a white room with everything was white. And this is when I like first got saved. I was like, God, I just want to know you. I don't, I don't know how you're going to show up, but I just want, I want you to show up and I want to know you. How many of you guys want to know him? You want him just to show up. You don't really care how he shows up. You just want him to show up. You don't have any boxes for him. You're not going to put him in this, this line. You just want him to show up. And um, that's, that's where I was at. I was like, God, I want to read your word, and I want you to teach me. And um, so he, this, the first summer after I got saved, I remember waking up to this wild dream. And I'm like, I didn't even know, like, dreams were still happening. I didn't understand that stuff. I'm just like, I want to know you. And um, so I wake up in this white room, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I knew it was like my house, and my mom yells. She said, Jared, are you ready? And I was like, ready for what? And I really, I really feel like the Lord is saying that, are you ready? And you might say, ready for what? And so notice that the room was white, and a lot of you guys probably are dream interpreters. Jared's probably going wild over here. <laughs> but um, holy and spotless bride, wake up. That's what I felt like he was saying. It was, it was for me personally, but I feel like it's for the body as well. A wake up, wake up. And then the next scene of the dream, I was in a grocery store. And I was throwing everything in this grocery basket. I mean, everything. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, making preparations. The next scene of the dream, there was thousands and hundreds of thousands of people across the ocean in these boats. Jesus came back in the dream. He came back. This is the first time I've shared this corporately or anything. I've only shared with a few people he came back in the dream, and he said, I am who I say I am. I am the perfect lamb of God. And everyone bowed immediately in the dream. I woke up, and I honestly, I didn't have understanding. I don't have understanding about a lot of the dream. 
um, last night, he started sharing with me. I was like, what do you want me to share? And he started giving me this dream. I was like, that was three years ago. And he's like, exactly. He's like, it's, t- it's time for the bride to awaken, to make preparations so that I can come home. And we'll get into some scripture here in a bit too. You want to hop in? Yeah? Okay, bro. Yeah, dude, let's do this. We're just going to keep passing off. <laughs> Man, you guys, am I going to spoil by giving that revelation? Scripture, yeah. you remember what it says? In Re- I think it's Revelation 19. Just to tag right into that. Okay, we're holding on to that one. You're going to have to stay to the end to get that one. <laughs> All right. Um, I really want to give you a quick overview as to what We Are One is. Some of you might be wondering, what is this thing? We're going to tell you the what, and then we're going to tell you the why, okay? So, so we are one, essentially, um, it, in the short term, it's facilitating this April 16th gathering, right? Um, the heart behind this gathering, the mission statement is here, gathering at Virginia Tech through unity in Christ to redeem, to celebrate life uh, from death and hope from tragedy. So that's a word that the Lord gave us. We'll, we'll speak into that a little bit about how he spoke it and how we've walked with it. Uh, and, and how he's brought it up, he is bringing it about. Um, but we also want to say in the long term, We Are One has a long-term vision. Right now, we're, we're, this is a season where We Are One is just establishing roots and building connectivity in the body of Christ here in the New River Valley. Because our goal uh, and our vision is to connect the body of Christ in a greater expression of John 17 unity, which leads to his kingdom coming on earth, which leads to citywide and valley-wide transformation. How many of you guys want to see citywide and valley-wide transformation? All right. Awesome. So uh, God has called We Are One specifically to build long-lasting and deep-rooted relationships with local churches, ministries, and members of the body of Christ in order to facilitate the same thing among that group, deep-rooted relationships. Our mission is to provide a a means of networking, communication, and collaboration among local members of the body of Christ, so that out of deep relationship with one another, everybody say deep relationship. relationship. You know, nothing sustainable or good is not, it comes without coming out of relationship, right? So out of deep rooted relationship with one another, the body of Christ may become, so that the body of Christ may become strengthened, supported, and better equipped to collaboratively transform or transformatively uh, bring the kingdom into every sphere of society in the New River Valley. So practically, what is this? That's a mouthful, right? What do we want? We want to see the kingdom come. How do we want it? Well, it's going to come through unity. It's going to come through the body. It's going to come through the body falling in love with itself. So what are some practical things that we are one wants to do? This is just a few things. This isn't everything. I'm just giving, trying to give, paint a picture for you and give you a glimpse. So we're holding leaders' gatherings. We've been holding a few. We're going to try to continue to hold leaders' gatherings. Where we're inviting leaders, ministry leaders, and church leaders together to start this conversation and continue this conversation to continue to build these relationships. We want to do community gatherings. This is an example of one of them, April 16th. We want to build partnerships between churches and the community, organizations, local government organizations, nonprofits, people that want to bring about kingdom change, and they may not even know they want to bring about kingdom change, but they want things to be better, all right? So we want to partner with them, and we see a website being a hub for that uh, to get 
church and ministry information to everyone, as well as a portal side that will share needs, prayer requests, and testimonies among leaders. So these are just a few of the things that we're seeing that's going to feet that, that are going to be put to this vision. Okay, everybody with me? Everybody good? Cool. You paint that, that picture clear? We good? All right. Hey, Josh. Good to see you, man. How you doing? Awesome. Um, all right. So let's get into the why a little bit. So Jared's going to tell us a little bit about the history of what happened, how this thing even happened, um, and why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. So every single person in here has, uh, has a call, right? How many of you guys have heard your call from the Lord? You don't have to raise your hand. Some of you guys, okay. <laughs> but um, you have, there's, there's an invite. It says, many are called, but few are chosen. And um, in the parable of the Feast of the Banquets, the reason those were, they were chosen is because they accepted the invitation. And so there's a call, and you just respond. You say yes. And so um, basically, one of the, one of the, that's one of the dreams. And there's many words from the Lord that there was a call to respond. And so out of that, um, and, and also just to give a picture of what Joe was talking about too, is in Philippians 1.27, let's make this thing official. Let's put a Bible verse right now on you guys. Philippians 1.27, if you guys want to turn there real quick. But um, so it says, only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. The word in the Greek for striving together, it means basically to hold hands and to take one step together collectively, to do exploits as the body of Christ collectively together. And, and so if you have, so dive vision literally means like multiple visions. So if you have tons of visions and we're all going in different di- directions, there's not much impact. And so um, with one person, I think it's in, I don't know, Chronicles or somewhere. It's like with one person, you can put 1,000 to flight. But with two, you can put 10,000 to flight. So there's a blessing, uh, there's an exponential blessing when two people agree. So the Lord, the Lord told me this um, for the April 16th gathering. We're like, you know, it's, we can fit 2,000 people in there. He's like, he's like that's cool. He's like, but all you need is a couple that will agree. And so it's like we're, we're doing these community gatherings, but we just want agreement. There's power in agreement. Um, so that's kind of one of the, the things with We Are One. We want to take steps as a community, regionally, the New River Valley, um, to make a bigger impact um, in every sphere of society. So you've got arts, you've got business, you've got the church, you've got education, government, et cetera, et cetera. We want to take steps together in each one of those places because what if, let's say, Dwelling Place has an awesome prison ministry and all of the hundred and whatever churches don't even know about it? How can they, how can they partake in it? And so that we just want to lift the heads a little bit and say, here's the opportunities for the body of Christ to take steps together um, with that. But uh, with my story about the call, so I answered the call um, just little by little. God gave me a dream. He said, he said, Jared, if you're faithful with a little, he was walking with me on Texas campus. He said, Jared, if you're faithful with a little, I will give you more. I will give you more. And he's no respecter of persons, so he's going to do that for you too. This isn't about me. This is about us. It's about we. It's about him. And so um, the little bit that he did give to me was he gave me an internship at Volvo. And so me and, me and Q worked there for about two and a half years together as interns. And um, I, we just would go in there, and guys, like seriously, 
we would get on our face during lunch. We would get on our face. We would, we would cry to the Lord that he would change the atmosphere, that he would change people's lives. We were seeing people get healed. We were seeing people get saved. And in Volvo, God would ask us to pray, to ask if we could pray for the executives of the company. Like, he would ask us these little things. And, and we just said yes. Like, it was just, duh. Like, yeah, you're going to say that. I'm going to do it. And, um, and so with that, that was just one thing. I was just like, I wanted to steward it well. I had no idea what I was doing other than saying yes. I was like, yes, God, I want to do that. You're saying doing that? I want to do that. And um, how many of you guys know that it's, it's important because faith comes by hearing, not from having heard. So right now in this season, he might be speaking something different than he was speaking to you last year. Like Abraham taking Isaac to the mountain. He said, take, take Isaac to the mountain and, and, and you know, sacrifice your son. And Abraham went, but since Abraham had a relationship with God, when he got there, he heard. Faith comes by hearing in the present. So we have to be hearing what he's saying right now. And so the next thing that, that God gave to me, it was a little Bible study with FCA. And I was like, okay, yes, God, I'll do that. I was, guys, I was freaking out every single Bible study. I was like, I can't do this. Like, I don't even know. I haven't even read the whole Bible yet. Like, how, how are you asking me to do a Bible study? And I feel like that's one thing that the Lord's really taught me in the past couple of months, too, is like, the woman at the well, guys, she, she was the most unqualified person available. But she just said, yes, yeah, she believed. She said, I don't care what I look like. I don't need to go through six months of, of member act, activation, whatever. It's like, that's, that's what I was, guys. This, this, I relate to her so well because that's what I did. I was like, God wrecked me, changed me. I don't give a hoot about what anyone else thinks. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to people because they need to hear that God is good. They need to hear about him. How are they going to hear if we don't tell them? And how are we going to tell them if we don't get sent? And so, so with that, um, that Bible study, we just got on fire. We started going to the streets. I know I'm talking really fast. I'm, I'm just, I'm stoked right now, guys. This is like, I'm just so excited to share this stuff with you guys because I've been holding this in for a while. But um, so we went out to the streets, and we didn't know what the heck we were doing. You know, we didn't know what God could do or what he couldn't do and still don't, you know. Like, and so we were just going out to the streets and just praying for people. And um, honestly, like, it got so performance-driven. We didn't even know what we were doing. We were like, I want to get the most salvations. I want to get all this. And, and God was, he was molding us. He was allowing us to do those things. So it's okay if you don't know what you're doing and you're messing up. He's faithful. He's going to change you through the process. It's about submitting to the process. He's a good father. He's going to walk you through. He's going to hold your hand through the journey. Um, and so then after that, so summer of 2015, now I'm going to start throwing out some dates. Um, I'm, I'm spending time with the Lord in my room. And he, he says, he shows me um, a picture of my classroom, and he highlighted a couple people. And I was like, okay, like, what does that mean? And he, he was like, he gave me the story of the prodigal son. And I was like, so I went and read it in Luke, and I was like, okay, now what? He's like, I want you to preach it to your class. And I was like, no, you wouldn't do that. You would not tell me to do that, Lord. That's like social suicide, basically. And so I'm like, okay. But anyway, so guys, I'm telling you, he, I was asking for him to increase my faith. How many of you guys want more faith? Increase your faith. How many of you guys want that? So I'm, I'm walking outside of this long hallway um, outside the classroom, and I'm freaking out. I go to the bathroom like two times and throw water in my face. I'm like, I can't believe I'm about to do this. And so I go up to my, my professor, and I'm like, finally, as I took steps towards my professor, the peace of God hits me. The faith stepping out. Stepping out, he releases the grace and the joy and the peace, everything that you need. He gives you everything that you need when you step out. So if you're freaking out before you step out, stop. Stop. That's, that's, that's the, 
biggest scheme of the enemy is to try to get you from saying yes. And so finally when I said yes, I was like, hey, this is crazy. I believe in Jesus. I don't know what you believe. But um, I, the Lord gave me a word this morning for the class. Would it be okay if I shared it? He looks at me like I'm the craziest man alive. He's like, no, that wouldn't be okay. He's like, this isn't, this isn't the, the atmosphere for that. So I'm like, heck no. I sit down, and I sit in my chair, and I'm like, in Jesus' name, change his mind right now. I was like, you called me to this. You told me to do this. And right when I said amen, I'm speaking this in my heart. I'm not even saying it out loud. He looks at me. I kid you not. I'm in the back of the classroom. He looks directly at me, and he says, you know what? You come on up here, and you share, you share whatever it is that's on your heart. So you step out. He does the rest. You step out. He does the rest. And so I went and preached the, the prodigal son. So I'm just trying to be faithful with every word that he gives me because we live by every word that he speaks. Guys, we have to be hearing from him daily. I've got to hear from my dad daily. I need to be fed my bread, my daily bread, every single day. And part of it's just getting rid of the distractions, like putting my phone on silent and putting it away and just saying, okay, God, I want to rest before you. It's important, it's important to hear him throughout the day, but it's also important to sit before him and allow him to process things with you. It's so important. Okay, so the next thing, he said, Jared, you start a Bible study and I'll finish it. This is August of 2015, right after I preached in my class. I was like, okay, God, this is getting wild. Let's do this. And so started around October of 2015, and it starts with around seven people. In, in April of 2016, so one year ago, upcoming, um, it, it shows up to be around 80 to 100 kids coming out. And one of the things with We Are One is that we're looking cross-denominationally. We're looking ethnical. We're looking across diversities. We're looking across all that stuff. We're like, I don't care. He doesn't care about that stuff. He made us all, you know? He doesn't care about those lines. He's not looking and saying, oh, that one's a Catholic. Okay. You know, he's looking at him saying like, wow, that's my son. I really love them. Um, he's not looking Jew, Gentile, all that stuff. So um, the Bible study had about 10 denominations in it. And it was just really exciting. We were seeing God show up in healings, salvations, different things like that. And it was just incredible. We didn't understand how God moved, and we didn't box him in. And the biggest thing about this, this group of 80 kids or so was that we just wanted to see Jesus made famous. Like, we were, we're over ourselves. We're done caring about what the world thinks about us. We wanted to see Jesus made famous. And so we started praying, and we started meeting and, and having Bible studies. And um, so be faithful with God and trust you to. The little things along the way, the journey. You, you don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know what's going to happen next, but I trust him. He's faithful. He always shows up. He always gives you what you need when you need it. And so, and now he's given us a vision for the region, okay? So now we want to be faithful with this, and he's put a team around that, that has this vision for the region. And the, the vision for the region is, I saw these people um, coming from all over the world, every denomination, every ethnicity, carrying these fire logs, and they were throwing them in a central location on this huge green grass field, and, and they walked away. And I, I took a step back, and I saw these fire logs go beyond the sky, and I said, God, what is that? And he said, Jared, those are faith-filled prayers. So for generations, this is generational things. Guys, the Lou's, the Mitch's, the, all the generations that are in here right now, there's probably like five generations in here right now, um, we're in this together. We've got to link arms. We've got to pass the baton when it's ready to be passed. We have got to release sons and daughters into their destinies. We have to do this. It's, it's what he's calling us to. And it's not that you stop ministering. It's that you empower sons and daughters to keep going. And so this is a generation thing that's going on. And so I took a step back, and then I said, God, why aren't they set on fire? Because this is a huge thing of logs. 
And uh, he said, you guys are going to do that. And this was February of 2016, so one year ago. And so I saw students from every denomination walking towards the fire. And it was like, as it got closer to the Lord and more intimate with him, Holy Spirit was breathing on them like they were embers. And um, so after that, I took a step back, and I saw leaders from all over the New River Valley holding hands around the students. So around these campuses, there was leaders from every church holding hands around them. And I said, God, what is that? He said, that's sustainability. And so that's, the, that's one of the visions. There's more to it. But that's one of the visions that we're carrying right now. And we're just believing for it. He's been faithful to do everything so far. And so we're just going to walk this thing out. We don't really know what's going to happen, guys. We're just, we've been meeting the past couple months. We've met with probably like over 80 leaders from the New River Valley and just invested into their lives, trying to get to know them and build relationships with them and, and just share our hearts with them as well. And so, um, Joe, I could go the rest of the time, bro. You're going to have to take this thing from me. It's really good, though. Really good. Now, seriously, I'm going to just fast forward to the teaching that God gave me for today, and I'm going to try to condense it because uh, I want to honor your time. But, guys, I mean, we could literally stay up here and tell you more and more and more testimony after testimony. This event shouldn't be happening, but it is. I mean, campus was blanketed out, favor. People heard the story. The, the vice, the VP of the department that was blocking the campus heard the story and said, yes, we want you guys. We'll get behind you. Um, so, I mean, just miraculous testimonies. Um, and again, there's just so much to say. Like, we'll, we will continue this conversation. We will continue to tell this story and fill in these gaps. But um, right now, I just want to go into, really, for me, what has been a heartbeat behind this whole thing. And I want to cast a vision. I want to impart something in here. And I want, I want it to literally, like, creep its way into all of our hearts and, like, take root. Okay. Because I, I believe that God's um, breathing on this. One of the things, we, we went to Azusa in, uh, now in, in April 2014. We, to, oh, 2016. A year ago, we went to Azusa in, in L.A. A group of us from the church went. We started telling the people there what God was doing. And people started telling us, we, we thought it was unique. People started telling us of the same thing going on around the globe, on campuses all over the United States, natural grassroots unity movements where students are on fire for Jesus and they're coming together and they're laying down their denominations and they're asking Jesus to be made famous on their campuses, okay? So God is breathing this way through his spirit across the globe, okay? So John 17 we started reading this. God started revealing it in this moment a year ago, and we started hearing it. All of a sudden, everybody I met was talking about John 17. So I want to break, I want to go through John 17 with you guys, a few scriptures. Pull out your Bibles or, or turn on your Bibles if, if you got it on your phone, and go to John 17, 20. So let me set the stage. Jesus is on his way to the cross. He leaves this prayer session that he has in front of the disciples, and he goes straight to the garden where he endures a sleepless night and a prayerless night because he knows 
that the creation that he birthed, it says in, in Colossians that all things were made through him, by him, and for him. The very creation that he spoke into existence was about to revile him, crucify him, and nail him to a cross. So he's in the garden, sweating blood, knowing what he's about to face. And this is the prayer that he prays before he goes to the garden. It's John 17, 20. Jesus makes this statement, I do not ask on behalf of these alone, he's talking about his disciples, but for those, everybody say those, also who believe in me through their word. Guess who the those are? If you got two thumbs and you believe in Jesus, point to yourself and say, that's me. I'm a those. Okay? You're a those. So he's praying for us. He says in 21, that they may all, everybody say all, all. be, everybody say be. be, one, everybody say one. one, all, guess what all means in the Greek? It means all. It means all. Every believer, he was just talking about those that believe. Because of the disciples, those who believe in Jesus. So he's praying for all of them. So what's the qualifier to fit into the all? You believe in Jesus. Not you go to this church. You have this denominational label. You have this background. You are qualified in this prayer and you are prayed for by Jesus if you are a believer in Jesus. Sorry, I'm getting a little excited. Let me settle down a little bit. Take a breath. Real quick, anybody gotten healed, experienced healing yet? Anybody just quick check? Yeah? Tell me real quick. No, I'm sorry. In this service, right now, in this, within this time in the family, has anybody, have you gotten healed right now? Tell me. What did you get healed from? Come on. He's healed my broken heart today. Come on. Love you, bro. Come on. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, now you can go help somebody get the log out of their finger, okay? Oh. Sorry, that's bad. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Jesus, you're awesome. Anybody else? Anybody? Just wave real quick. You don't have to shout it out. Okay, just keep checking. All right. So, that we may all be. Guess what that word be there? It's a verb. Everybody say verb. Okay, I'm going to sound a lot more smart than what I really am. I just looked this up and copied and pasted, okay? This is a present subjunctive adjective, okay? In the Greek, that means present means it's a present tense. It's repeatedly, continually. Everybody say continually, okay? That we may all be, that means continually, right? And subjunctive is the mood, okay? So how is he saying it? Well, he's saying it um, with, it, it, subjunctive means he's expressing a wish and he's exhorting. It's his desire, okay? That's his desire that we would be, and then adjective refers to the, it's the verb that refers to the subject, which is the they, okay? So that they may be one. Everybody say one. Guess what the word ones means there in Greek. You got anybody know? One. 
one. He wants us to be one. Yeah, so for that word one, in the Greek, it's, it's like hais. I don't know how to pronounce it. But um, it doesn't mean one person. Um, but one in essence, which means intrinsic nature slash character. Um, so think of the Trinity when, Trinity when you're thinking about this. Uh, one in essence, intrinsic nature and character. Design, action, agreement, power, and quality. So, like, how many of you guys know when God said, let there be light, it was lit? Right? It was lit? It was, lit. was it lit? So, so the Father is the one with the ideas, okay? Papa's with the ideas. He's like, okay, let's do an electrical system to turn on a light. So if the Father's the one with the ideas. He speaks it. The Word goes and, d- and does it. The Word goes and performs it. And Holy Spirit's the power, the, the electricity be- between the wires. And so that's kind of a definition of the one. All right, so that they, us, may be actively, continually, he's exhorting us that we may be one, right? You know what that doesn't mean? That doesn't mean that we would be more than one. He doesn't want us to be, and literally that means in opposed to many. It means in opposed to a division of parts. He wants us to be one, right? 21, everybody with me in verse 21? Even as you, Father, oh, he's taking it a step farther. Even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us. Okay? That M means in the realm of or the sphere of. Literally means like if I have a sphere here and you get inside of that sphere, that's Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. They're constantly interacting with each other. They have that oneness. And, and that's Jesus' prayer for us here. We would have that oneness as well in him, right? So why? Catch the why right here. Why does he want this? So that the world may believe. Everybody say believe that you sent me. That word believe is another one of those present subjunctive adjectives. So it's a continuous. He wants us to continually be one so that the world will continually see and believe. Right? Guess what happens if they believe? They qualify for the previous statement. Right? So you see how that works? We just keep going. We just keep going. All right? So verse 22 the glory, everybody say glory. glory, which you have given me, I have given them. Who's the them? Us. us. He's given us this glory. Glory can also can be translated, we know in this house, it's thoughts and opinions. It's also honor, renown, and especially divine quality, an unspoken manifestation of God, splendor, God's infinite intrinsic worth. Most religions, you start talking about this, and it's heresy. You want to take on a divine nature? No. You need to get low. You can't qualify to take on a divine nature, is what most religions will tell you. What did Jesus do? He came and imparted his divine nature into us. Man. 22 and 23, 22 on to 23, that they may be one. Everybody say one. 
just as we are one, I in them and you in me. Guys, he spoke to me, he said, when we don't operate in this unity, when we don't, as the body of Christ, operate in oneness, we're falling short of the glory of God. Right? That is the glory of God, that we be one. Guess, guess who believes? There's Catholic brothers and sisters who believe Jesus is Lord. I, I don't know about you guys. Catholic used to be a bad word to me. That's just how ignorant I was. Okay? These are our brothers and our sisters. There are people in other denominations that we've excused and made an excuse to be able to push them away and say, it's okay if I don't love radically love them or give my life for them. It's okay because they're just doing their own thing, and we disagree on a lot of things. I'm called to be one with them. One. All right, this is the kicker, and I'm wrapping up, and you're going to bring us home, okay? 23, that they may be perfected in unity. All right, we're going to dive into this. That they may be is another one of those uh, PSAs, right? It's another one of those verbs that needs to happen continually. So... It happens not just a one-time event, that they may be perfected. What does perfected mean? You know what one of the definitions for perfected means? Consummated. Completed. Finished. You've ran a race and you complete it. That is perfection. That is this word. We've been given a race to run, the body of Christ, and we're called to run it, and when we're done, we're perfected. That is the word here, consummated. It's interesting that he also uses this term because we're the body of Christ, and we're the bride of Christ, right? So there's something about completion here in unity. He wants us to be perfected or completed in the sphere of Unity. Guess what the word unity there in the Greek means? One. It's that same word, one. It's interesting because in verse 4 in the same chapter earlier on, if you skim down, you can see. He says, I glorified you on the earth having accomplished the work which you gave me to do. See, that same word is used there. I completed he accomplished. He finished. In the cross, he said, it is finished, right? His job is done. What he's saying here is that our job is still in the process. We still have a role to play in this beautiful story, okay? And then go on to verse 23, so that the world may know, all right, again, he's saying it again. Why does he want this? So that the world may know, and that word know is to be intimately acquainted with. It's, to be, it's, it's experiential knowledge. It's because we see it. See, Jesus said, if you've seen the Father, or if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus came to demonstrate the Father here on earth. Guess what the body's job is to do? We're called to demonstrate 
Jesus to the world, right? So to know, we give them experiential knowledge by us being one, perfected in unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and loved them, even as you have loved me. You notice earlier in, in that passage, Jesus says, just like God sent me, I send you. Well, how did God send Jesus? God so loved the world that he sent his only son. Guess what Jesus is saying? The same way that I was sent, I'm sending you now. You get to enter into the ministry of Jesus Christ. You get to die to yourself. You get to fall in love with your brothers radically, agape love, and out of that, signs and wonders. So, this is my last statement to wrap this up. The unification we read about here and the maturity of the body of Christ, which we hear about in Ephesians 4, is the greatest sign and the wonder that the world has yet to see, at least in our day and age. They may have seen it in the early church. There's tons of examples in, in Acts. And in fact, you see in Acts what happens. Their numbers grew daily, out of control. They were in that oneness and boom, explosion, Right? Um, but what is, I just, what does the world see when it currently looks at the body of Christ? Don't say that, Lou. We're in church. Come on. That's right. What does the world see? I mean, let's be honest for a second. I'm not trying to like smack us over the head here, but I am. Okay. We're, we're divided. The world sees that. We're representing Christ, but yet we've got reasons why we can't be in love with other people. Jesus said if, you know, you, you love, anybody can love their brother. Anybody can phileo, Philadelphia, they can love their brother. The world even does that. You're called to die for your enemy. You're called to live, love your enemy even unto death. That's what makes us different. That's what makes us salty. That's what makes us light. Right? All right. Everybody doing okay? Any more healings? Wave if you got one. Just check around. Check different things. All right. Joe could have dropped the mic right there on you guys. That would have been valid. Um, so I'm going to roll... We've got about five minutes. I'm going to try to get all this in in five minutes. But Revelations 19.7, um, this is just a setup. Let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come. Someone's been listening to the word. Respect. I respect that. Um, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Check that out, guys. The bride has made herself ready. Okay, um, I'll, share, I'll share this, and then I'm going to share one more passage of Scripture, and we're going we're gonna to get some prayer in. So I was in Africa last spring, and, um, and this particular day, the tribe that we were staying with, it was, a, it was an unreached people group that we were staying with, they had blessed us with a lamb. We, we walked in there, they gave us a lamb, and they killed the lamb literally that day, and we ate it that night, Okay. We took of the flesh, we ate of the lamb. Um, so that, this night, I'm laying in bed, and I'm just like in awe of what I'm seeing, what's been happening in Africa. I'm like, what the heck, Lord? 
And then I, right before I go to bed, I started, I started hearing these golden bells. These bright golden bells were ringing. And the table was being set for dinner. And I was like, what in the world? And um, Jesus was, at, was sitting at the edge of the table, the head of the table. And he was holding a lampstand. In Revelations, a lampstand represents the church. Okay? He, he, he sends the lampstand across the, the dinner table. And the dinner table was, was not set. But as the lampstand was going across the dinner table, preparations were being made. The, the utensils were being set. And, and so um, the church is called to make herself ready and to go out to the world. So, and, and this is the last scripture we're going to close up with. In Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, this is, this is huge, guys. Um, and he gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain. Everyone say until. Until. We attain or reach to the unity of the faith. Have we reached the unity of the faith yet? Not yet. What is the unity of the faith? So faith comes by hearing, hearing a freshly spoken word of God. Um, faith is vision, just like Martin Luther King. He saw a generation of whites and blacks mixing, and, and it happened, right? He saw that vision. Faith is vision. They're, 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 they're the same. So you're seeing something. It's evidence. It's substance. It's, it's hoping in something that you're not seeing yet, but you know it's there. It's in your heart. That's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing this next generation that's coming. They're going to be like, wow, I can't believe there was a time where the church wasn't working together, taking one step together in their communities together to make a bigger impact. Because there's a lost and dying world that's waiting for us. God, he's waiting for us, for our, for our obedience to be complete. And so, um, so that means that we're, we're hearing his voice together um, and we're taking steps together and, and demonstrating great exploits together. So that's one aspect, unity of the faith. The next aspect is and of the knowledge of the Son of God, Okay. That means a, a house with no empty rooms. That knowledge, that's what that means. Like, there's no, there's, no left, there's no only space left in my heart. I know his love so well. He's seeping into every little place. We have, to, we have to let him in, too. We have to let him in to those places. So that's intimacy, knowing the Son of God. To a mature man. So I want you to vision an, an Olympic athlete. Um, he will not, he'll never go to the Olympics by gifting alone. There's discipline, there's training, there's striving, there's working with different trainers to get himself ready, prepared so that he can do what he's called to do. And that's a picture of the church right now, uh, becoming a mature man, functioning together as one, complementing each other in perfect harmony and coordination. This isn't saying that we need to be in one building. This is saying, let's grab hands with your church. We want to support you. We want to lift you up. We want, you guys, we want your calling. Guys, we've met with so many pastors, and, and nothing against them at all. We love them so much. We cherish them. But one of the themes that I heard was like, man, our call, we want to grow our church to be as big as it can be. What if your call was to grow the other church as big as it could be and to lift them up and to want them to grow bigger than yours? What if it was a laying down? Let me get low and lay down. What is your call? What's your individual mandate of your church over there? I want to lay my life down for that. I know I have my individual call. He's going he's to make it happen, and I want to walk that out. But what if I was to lay my life down in humility to serve the other churches? That's going to send uh, just a wrecking ball of love in our community if we can get that mindset in us. Um, and to the fullness of Christ. Well, it says to the measure of the stature 
of the fullness of Christ. So the measure of the stature is a maturity of an attained state, fit for a thing, a.k.a. the wedding day, maturing to the stature, to the fullness of Christ. And so um, the, the, in the Greek, it talks about a ship to the fullness of Christ, talks about a ship filled or manned with sailors, rowers, and soldiers. There's one ship going in one direction. There's one ship going in one direction. Um, and so with that, we just want to bless you guys. We want to pray for you. And, and we're, there's going to be tons of opportunities. If you need, is there any healings that have been going on anymore? Okay, if you, if you need some, we want to pray for that. Because the, he says he's going to come back when the, when the gospel of the kingdom has, has went forth. The gospel of the kingdom is power. It was always miracles. It was always signs and wonders when Jesus went. That's, that's everywhere that he went. So we want to be praying for that. So um, you want to bring the, the band up and get some tunes going? Hey, are you guys okay? We're, we're eight minutes beyond. So right now, you're giving to us of your time. I appreciate it, but I know God wants to impart a few more things. If you need to step outside and get your mobile app and order from Moe's or Jimmy John's, you can do that. But can you hang with me for a few more? Okay. I love you guys. All right. Here's a few paradigm shifts that, that have just my mind it flipped inside of me in the last couple years. Okay? We're not just sitting around waiting on God. That's not the church's role. Our role isn't to just be good until he comes back. Okay? We're not buying our time until Jesus decides, oh, 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 gosh, I got to get down there. Sorry. We have an active role to play in bringing the kingdom and advancing it. We have a partnership, and that is our role and responsibility. Okay? We are living for the age to come. What we do in this life impacts and affects all of eternity. It says that, on the, judge, the day of judgment, all of our works, every single thing we've done, every single thing we've said, that we've thought, will all be brought before the judgment seat. And we will be held accountable for all of those things. Uh-oh, he's talking about judgment. It's a real day. Okay, it says the fire is going to come. We're going to lay everything that we've done on the altar. And his fire is going to come and consume. And if anything's left we get to receive a reward. If anything's not, it says we're going to suffer great loss. We'll be saved, but only as though through fire. What we do in this life matters for all eternity. When we're not loving our brothers with an agape love that Jesus taught us to love, that he imparted to us from the Father. Literally, he was like a delivery man. He took it down from the Father and he imparted it to all of us. And he gave us that radical love. He showed it to us by dying on the cross. He gives it to us continually. The moment that I choose to not operate in that love towards anyone, I've stepped into sin and I've missed the mark. That's what it is. I've just missed it. I've missed my purpose. I've missed my design as a son of God. Right? And then, this is, I know it's a random nugget, but purpose. 
Everybody say purpose. Purpose is catalytic to unity. So it starts unity. If you have purpose, you can get around purpose. We can rally people around a purpose. Hey, guys, we're going to do this thing. Everybody come around. Let's do this thing. That can start unity. But only love can sustain it and maintain unity. Love is the perfect bond of unity. Okay? So those are the things the Lord showed me. Come up. I know there's a. Uh, just gonna. Oh, Danielle, did you have something? Um, I just one one cool, like a testimony about sort of the nature of this whole thing. This whole we are one thing. It's really kind of felt like we're on a train, <laughs> and the train is just moving, you know. And we like we we were like, oh, we're gonna go this way, and then it's like the train. No, no, the train's just going this way. We're like, oh, we're gonna like, okay, let's. It'll look like this, and it's like, no, the tracks have already been laid, and we're just we're on it, you know. And so anyway, I think the invitation today is an invite to like just come on the train, just jump on the train. There's lots of room for you to 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 jump on. And then um, the other thing that was really on my heart was. Um, this, actually, last week I turned 33, and I was talking to my friend, and she, um, she was like, oh, didn't Jesus start his ministry at 33? And I was like, well, I think technically maybe 30, and then he died at 33. But then I paused, and I was like, but that's when his ministry really started, actually. It really started then, and it went viral, literally. It, his ministry went viral. The multiplication, the multiplication over and over, all disciples everywhere to where now here we stand as like, but Jesus was the start of it, right? And so we, if we, like we who believe in the Lord and we who confess Jesus as our Lord, so we're now in the ministry of Christ. Like we're a part of his ministry, right? So I just want to pro, uh, read this over you because this is us. This is our call, Okay. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me, you. He has anointed you to bring the good news to the afflicted. He has sent you to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, freedom to the prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of the spirit of fainting. They'll be called. Those people that you speak to, those people that you preach to will be called um, oaks of righteousness and the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Okay? That is our call. That is, we are in the ministry of Christ Jesus, and that is what all of us are called to. And so I was just really feeling a um, a welcoming and an invitation to come into this storyline that we're all building together, right? That the Lord God is the conductor of this train and that we're all in it, all of us together. So. Yeah. You can come on up. Just a few, th in, in line with that too, we can't do this without you. Like, we, we got to do this together. And um, 
So we're inviting you guys to participate in a few ways. Number one, we just encourage you to come out to the April 16th event. Um, information is on our website, We are one nrv.org. We're also going to ask if you would volunteer. We need volunteers for that day. Q, raise your hand, wave. Q is our volunteer coordinator. Everybody give Q a big round of applause. We need hands and feet for that day. There's a volunteer sign-up sheet on our website. So if you go to the April 16th gathering page, scroll down, you'll see a button that says volunteer. There's a form there that you can sign up to volunteer. We also, uh, Michelle specifically, is doing a dance that day. Lord spoke miraculously, made it very clear that he's going to heal our land. And so miraculously, I mean, God made it very clear. We're doing, she's choreographing a song to carry Job's heal our land. And it's going to be a beautiful time of the body of Christ being together and us crying out for God to heal our land. Michelle needs help. There's an ending part where you're inviting the body to participate. And she needs more people to participate. So if you or your children or your children's children could come and be a part of that, then sign up on, come talk to Michelle. All right? And then finally, uh, Amy, will you put that, okay, here we go. So this is the We Are One website. Right now, we are kingdom rich, but physically, monetarily, we're, we're in faith, okay? Jared and I have, are just a few that have laid our lives down for this and our, and our everything we have to the calling, to respond to the calling. And right now, we're just wanting to put a challenge before the body and every member of the body of Christ. We're just asking if you would go and feel led, if you'd click on that give button, and we're just asking if you guys would pray about giving $5 per month to help support this ministry of We Are One literally like a coffee, would you just give $5 per month? You can give more if you want to. But that would help us do the work that we're called to do. Amy, did you click on that button, give? Is it working? So you'll see that page. It'll come up. You can scroll down a little bit. There's a quick blurb, and then you can give now. Go ahead and click on that. It'll take you to a DP's online realm, okay? So that's how you can give. If you, you have to log in to actually give monthly, if you're not logged in, it only does a one-time gift. So if you don't have a Realm account, you'll need to create one real quick, and then you can give monthly, okay? We love you guys so much. I, I just want to say this too. This is my family, and God is birthing this thing in and among a bunch of churches, but it's taking deep roots here in this place. And we believe that what's going to happen here is going to be a sign in the wonder, not only to the New River Valley, but we believe it's going to be like catalytic and, a, and seen throughout the world. And so we just need our family to run well with us. And like, we just love you guys. So we're just honored to be in this house, a part of you guys and running well with you guys. You want to say it? Jesus loves you. Amen. <laughs> uh, amen.